Hello, screeders. Somehow more days than I intended have passed since I've spoken to you. I think today shall henceforth be known as Fridania because I don't have Manic Mondays, but I think I have Friday Mania. So I have a few things I want to go over, but first, I will pose you a question. How do you deal with your inspiration? When it strikes, what do you do? Do you write down bullet point entries trying to catch the inspirational ideas as they slip through your fingers like water in a sieve? Do you talk in a podcast on Anchor and just try and catch them there? Do you get up at 4 a.m. and just start clicking away on your keyboard? I don't know. What I do know today is Fridayania, January 17th, 2020. I am Jason Hobbs. And this is Random Screed. If he is up or down, his podcast still comes round. Hobbs is in his van. Don't turn off that sad nap man. Random Screed, Random Screed. Don't know what you get, but it's what you need. and Aaron Clark. Just listening to your last random screed. Thanks for that. Um, your topic, death and finality, got me thinking about when you started this random screed podcast. And, you know, what I remember was that one of your friends, one of your buddies, one of the guys that you would see at conventions or chat with online had, had died. And it really... And it really kind of sent you in for a loop and you're thinking, well, what can I do more? You know, how can I, what can I do so that people don't feel alone? And that's what I remember sort of being the impetus about the Random Screed podcast. Um, Maybe that was kind of some of the impetus around Hobbs and Friends is we're not alone and we can talk about this stuff. All right, man, take it easy. And there is Aaron Clark. Thank you so much for calling in. Uh, It was definitely a heartfelt message that tapped into my own feels. And I don't know if it was the impetus for the shows, but it's definitely a movement that I have tried to push. I think I almost end every show, whether it's Random Screed, Hobbs and Friends, um, my Twitch channel, if the in the gamerhood, all the places I'm going to definitely try and tell people that they have a job to do and that they need to stay alive in order to do it. Death is for the dead and grieving is for the living and taking your own life while 
possibly removing your own pain certainly increases the pain and burden on the living and your loved ones. I don't know, are we all selfish? I don't know. Um, Michael Fanton, definitely getting close to that time of year when I think more about that good sir, um, a regular at Gary Khan and a good friend of Corey Gosman. Whenever I hear about uh, suicide and the pain of those left behind, I can't quite help the emotions and helplessness that I'm overwhelmed with. There's nothing that we can do about it. All we can do is try and look for a better future where no one believes that suicide is the best answer. Kind of macabre. Sorry. Anyway, thanks for calling in, Aaron. Always appreciate it. Always love to hear from you and play in your games. Hopefully, you can play in one of mine again soon. Hi, Jason. It's Barry here, aka GM Shadow. Just um, ringing in to say... I heard your podcast the other day where you were talking about striving for improving yourself and worried about like success and things and want to say that you know it's one of those things we all struggle with and the fact is you know it sounds to me like you did a great job you know um it's like we're always everyone's always trying to get better all the time we never stop trying to improve ourselves and you know if we did you know like you said where would we go from there when you talked about measuring success If you feel like you're not successful, you don't do well enough, it's probably not that you're not doing well enough. It's probably that you're measuring yourself in the wrong way. It's a thing about the world outside will always tell you that you have to have these cars or you have to have this much money and live in this kind of house. But at the end of the day, that's not the things you should always value. It's about you thinking about what do you really value. It's about the kind of person you are and the kind of things you do to help people rather than how much money you have. So just want to say keep hanging in there and keep up the good work. And there you have Barry from a shadow of a GM first time caller unknown time of listener continue on i appreciate the call in barry he was talking a lot about uh, a couple episodes ago i was talking about the value and uh the measure of success it's one of those things that i don't think we can ever solve and totally figure out maybe we can i don't know maybe we can i shouldn't say never but uh, I've moved on. <laughs> uh, but I'm glad it uh, had you thinking about something and uh, inspired you to call in. I really appreciate that. Um, it's definitely something that I struggle with. And I have been trying to change. And I've definitely decided... I keep saying I don't make resolutions. But I feel like I've decided to change a lot of things. And it's right around New Year's. So... Maybe I should resolve to not say I'm going to make resolutions anymore. I don't know, guys. Anyhow, I really appreciate the call-in. Check out Barry's show. I think it's a new one. Uh, This is some evidence of if you want to increase your listenership, call into other people's shows because the people that listen to that show may hear you talk there and then want to check out and see what you got. Um, There's always new people coming in. And... uh, into the group and into anchor and you never know what they might like or want to do so in half a month you want more listeners get more people listening to you anyhow thanks for calling in barry 
Uh, appreciate it and hope you enjoy the show and are inspired to call in again. Hey, Hobbs, Jay. I uh, just wanted to call in and say I'm sorry to hear about uh, your cat. And uh, last night you seemed to be, you know, having that moment. Um, and uh, I think that was dead important. It meant you didn't come to game. And I don't want you to feel in any way bad about that, dude. I think that's an important thing. And I guess you were probably coming back from work too. So um, probably not the best of days yesterday. I just want you to know that, well, we missed you big time, but that's not a problem, you know. And um, I just want you to know that I was thinking of you and, and, you know, just hope you're okay, man. Game on. And there you have Che Webster from Roleplay Rescue and the GM of the Dungeons of the... Che, man, thanks. I appreciate the sentiment. You know, she was rough. She wouldn't eat for, like, more than a day. Tried dry food. We tried, you know... (laughs) We don't have actual milk, so we didn't try milk. But we did try soup broth and all sorts of crazy things and then we looked it up that they said geranium essential oil uh helps and i started using that on her uh cat places and she's like a young cat again 18 years old would it's this is like the second time in the last year or so that she had kind of like seemed to get down and stopped eating we did some stuff last time, but we hadn't found this geranium concept yet. So I'm putting geranium on twice a day, diluted with, you know, some V6, uh, which is some kind of oil. I don't know. But we dilute our, uh, it's a carrier oil, they call it. And this stuff is, like, great. It's like I'm uh, injecting her with CBD or something. And uh, she's back and sassy and not always (laughs) happy but she still tends to be laying on us and stuff way more than she used to i think it's heat we started actually putting a blanket on her when she laid down which we'd never done before and she kind of hated but now she seems to like it so you never know man everyone changes and life goes on Uh, but thanks again for calling in and asking uh sorry i missed the game Uh, and hope to catch the next one thanks again Shay. Oh my, it's been a week, maybe two, since I fell off the wagon, so to speak, and uh, lost what I was talking about in this episode. But I guess what I am going to mention is the vanity of man. I started off this campaign as an idea, some imagery. It's my own, and... uh, it is kind of a mashup of Solomon Kane. It's been so long since I was going to talk about it, I don't even remember what the original mashup was. Um, Solomon Kane, Black Powder Weapons, Midterlands, and uh, Post Apocalypse. There's a source book for my 3.0. Dungeons and Dragons called The Darkest Age and that was some uh, heavy influence on what I was going to do but I decided to get just a little more artsy and I've dipped into existentialism 
when I first shifted what I was going to write about, I was not going to tell people they were dead. I've also heard that it's kind of Planescape-y, by the way. And uh, in that note, I started playing Planescape Torment uh, yesterday or the day before. Gosh, those... It's so hard to play those games. I think I tried to do the same thing with Baldur's Gate because I've never played either of them. And uh, the mechanical, the mechanics of it are just, just horrific to me. But anyway, back on topic. The characters are dead, and you have no memories of what your life was before. But you do have your equipment... I mean, I could, sh- and I was going to just start it after you'd woken up for a little while, and maybe you, uh, I don't really know where the people wake up in their new bodies with the abilities to do whatever they're doing, but I was going to start it in a tavern, and you, you know, slowly acclimated. It's been a few days, and the powers that be are paradigms, and they're really thought processes and theories the gods are unknown because this is purgatory after all you don't know how you've gotten here or that's what the belief is the belief is is that it's purgatory and at some point you know you can do something in order to get out of purgatory or you can stick around and uh, you can become touched one of the character classes are the touched which are basically tainted by uh, purgatory and maybe have fallen into a specific paradigm and they're basically just a racist class and you can kind of choose what they are i haven't quite decided if i'm just going to use elves as elves dwarves as dwarves and halflings as halflings Uh, but that's certainly one of the ideas and or maybe you'll be able to mix it up i don't know it just seems wrong maybe to attach those races to particular paradigms but it makes sense within the fiction. So I don't know for sure. I just kind of took a list and took off all the racial abilities in OSE, and then, you know, you get three of them or something. Uh, And then you could take more, but it would take more XP to get there. Oh, yeah, there's black powder weapons, and you can, as a mage, you can wear any armor and cast any spell. So you're basically an elf without the elfy stuff so no infravision no um immunity to paralysis sleep none of that stuff but you can still cast spells and wear armor it doesn't it doesn't matter it's up to you Uh, which is an interesting idea because does that really make people all wear armor then there's still a movement is still going to be affected because i use optional encumbrance i don't know i'm really just working out all the details as I kind of write some of the setting stuff and create some of the adventures. So what I want to tell you is when I do my hex crawly sandboxes when they first start, uh, like I've done it a few times now, I really just kind to, it seems silly to start an inn maybe, but if you go into donjon.com, D-O-N-J-O-N, there is a inn generator. And on that random fantasy inn generator, you can pick poor, I think poor, common, or adventurers for basically the type of inn it is. And it will give you a name of the inn, uh, who the proprietor, at least whoever is running it, the 
maybe not the owner, right? But uh, it'll give you what fare it is, how much the fare costs, who is there, some information about them and what they may be looking for, and some rumors. So you can really populate a lot of things just from one click on that, and then you kind of figure out what might be happening. And so I've created some stories around these NPCs and possible hooks for the adventurers to go on. But uh, how do you do it? Do you want to talk a little bit about how maybe you might start a campaign? I know that Chicago is Mike. He uh, he does three hexes, and I, I haven't even done a single hex. All I've done is created uh, this fictional city. No map for the city, but I have created some neighborhoods. So uh, the dregs and the shambles are two neighborhoods that the characters may have to go through on uh, this mission if they choose to accept it. And then I made little battle maps in those two different areas and some possible encounters. So if some happen, then I'll have something there. Because as many of you know, I run my games online mostly. Uh, A lot of time streaming them, so I don't want to take a lot of time to make stuff as I go. And the cool thing about making maps and creating things this way is, is you can use those battle maps forever. You can turn them around, you can add a little flavor here and there to shift them up, but... Uh, you're not always going to have to take the half hour it, it takes to set them up or anything like that. So I guess I'm just going to wrap this up. I kind of lost focus on the episode and I should get it out. But um, I'm feeling better. I am uh, thinking of my bud, Patches, because he got in a car accident and he's laid up for a few months. Thinking about that. Thinking about Gary Khan. It's not that far away now. And uh, thinking about you guys, how you're doing. Are we still, you know, fulfilling what we wanted to with this little show? I think so. As often as we want to, which hasn't been very much lately. But it kind of comes and goes, I think. And uh, like life, it's a roller coaster. You have your ups and your downs and... Sometimes you have a lot of flat spaces, but if you're like me, no, you don't. You got your very highs, your very lows, and there's no lot of, not a whole lot of in-between, even though we're trying, right? Keep on trying. Stay alive. <laughs>